So welcome to a first episode of the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Wisdom, little short bite-sized pieces of wisdom that I've curated from all the many, many episodes that have been recorded over this time. And I really hope that this short insight will help you on the week ahead. And on today's short episode, you'll hear from Kim Rain. Kim is a burnout coach for ADHD women, entrepreneurs, and she has written a fantastic book called Square Pegs. Let's hear from Kim. One of the things as well is it is that whole thing of self-acceptance. So it's getting to the point of realizing that, you know, actually when we can slow down, we can we can be so much more productive. We can be so much more creative. We we can actually use the talents of ADHD to our advantage. Whereas when we are going all the time, it's very difficult because it gets really scrambled. And so the symptoms come up and it's kind of like that crash and burn. Off I go again, crash and burn. And then comes in self-doubt and the the erraticness, I think, that can sometimes come and that can cause quite a lot of the shame that women can feel around their ADHD, particularly when they don't know that that is ADHD. So I think it's setting expectations and education. And I think it's understanding how to, to harness these things. So for example, like hyperfocus. Hyperfocus is phenomenal, something that we have. It's amazing. I used it last night myself, but actually I used to use it all the time. And I used to not be aware of that I was hyper-focused and actually that that wasn't necessarily a good thing because I would go and go and go. And and the analogy, you know, you said explaining about the nervous system and the brain, we're not great at listening to our bodies. We're not great, like you say, at picking up those signals. So I, and I see this, you know, it would be a complete crash and then it's wipeout. So actually when somebody's been through that and they see that that actually affects their productivity, that affects their their profitability and their revenue and, and, you know, the cultures within their business, then it's like, okay, how do I manage this? And understanding that actually less is more, but to say that to someone with ADHD is, <laughs> it's not, it's not always very helpful. Um, I understand now how I work and I know that actually I'm a sprinter and I need to build around that the downtime before and after, and then I can go. So having that, you know, plan to my year, plan of what's coming up in my business, as opposed to being reactive all the time. Um, And I think that when we're reacting, that's when we can find ourselves thinking, oh, okay, that's brilliant. I've got to have my head down to the detriment of everything else, health, family, friends, fun, all of those things. Yeah. You know, I'm resonating with everything you say, but I know so many people will be because it's knowing that we can try and switch off. I mean, when you talk about the switching on the hyper-focus, that's when we can really utilise it for its good and then be like, okay, thank you so much there. Thank you for doing what you needed to do. But right now I'm going to honour that I now need to go and have a long walk with my dog. I now need to just go meet a friend for a coffee and because... I think we could be naturally workaholics. I mean, so many, I know so many women in business with ADHD who probably don't see their friends very often. They get sucked into, especially this kind of world with like coaching and everything is virtual and online. We can just be sort of sat of our, in front of our laptops for hours and the, you know, they just go away and you kind of get to the end of the day and it's like, oh my God, I've not moved, I've not eaten, I've not 
And that's that's usually actually can be like one of the killer questions that really um, can wake wake women up. It's like I'll say, so so what do you do for fun? And it'll be like, mm, what? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, you know, I've got my business. Okay, so when did you last see your friends? And you know, I have them say, I haven't really got any friends. Mm. I don't have friends. And then, then they'll go to a point of like that adds into, oh, I don't have friends. And I said to one of my clients recently, I said, you say you've not got friends. You need to understand the reason you haven't got friends is not because you're not a friendly, likable person. It's because you aren't making time to allow these people in your life because it's all to do with what, you know, it's like my friends are peers and colleagues. That's one of the things it's like, what are you doing for fun? Because work is, it's there to serve a purpose. And we're like, we know if, if we're interested, that hyper-focus, we can switch it on. And when we're passionate, it just is all encompassing. But there's more to life. And I sometimes think, again, I think as you get a bit older and you, you know, like the burnouts become longer and more debilitating you start to think hang on what's going on here what's happened how have I got into this place and especially with hormones and menopause and that's when typically we see I think the more extreme highs and lows that women are starting to really understand their energy and see where um, they're you know they're where they're not sleeping properly where anxiety is showing up more and like you say that workaholic tendency of just being in work mode doesn't support us as well as it used to. Maybe we're not getting the same buzz. And we don't have the resilience. Yeah. And that's not, like I say, you know, in our 30s or, and if anyone's listening to this in their 30s, you know, I used to say, like, listen in your 30s because actually you can set the foundations that will take you through to, you know, your 40s and 50s and beyond. Because I know that in my 30s, I, I can remember my first sort of burnout and everything kind of came crashing down and I was, it stopped, everything stopped. I went to bed. I didn't move or, or speak really for kind of two days for a whole weekend. We went on holiday and I came back and off I went again because I just topped myself up a little bit and I went on like that for quite a while, just topping up, topping up until, you know, I think I was 43, 44 and the big burnout came that took me months and months to to recover from. You know, there was no more topping up. And so I think that, you know, I see burnout a lot with ADHDs in business. And it's it's something that um, I was going to say it's unnecessary, but it's very hard for us not to do. And I don't think we should feel shame around the fact that it's happening. But I think, you know, in our 40s, definitely, we, we've got less resilience. And so we need to th- really look at the balance in work and life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just recently did a, um, a burnout workshop and it was really well attended. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, workshops are a bit more niche, but this one, it really resonated with a lot of people. And yeah. it was that I was sort of talking about, like we're listening to the language of our body and it keeps tapping you on the shoulder and we can keep brushing it away and brushing it away. But then, you know, like an episode like you mentioned where it takes months to recover, those are the episodes where it's like, okay, we need to listen now. This is it. This is, we've had a big fat warning. We've had that bathroom floor moment where we either listen and things have to kind of really change or this is just going to be a cycle for the rest of your life. And you can make a decision. You can choose now which way you want to turn. So in a way, it's kind of like, thank you 
again, for, for showing me how it is that I want to move forward. And if, again, we've had this ADHD diagnosis or awareness, then it's like, okay, it's not going anywhere. This tendency for me to kind of go full mode and then just yeah, crash yeah, <laughs> is not probably going to disappear. It's just going to manifest and show up in different ways. Yeah. So it's like, how do we want to live our life now? Like what, what choices yeah. do we want to make? I think as well, what I also see and what I experienced myself for a long time after that was a real loss of confidence in my ability to get my head down and do the work. So actually for a, a, for, for a good few years, and again, I see this now in clients is they then hold back for moving forward in their businesses, for taking the next step, for scaling their businesses, because the fear that they are going to burn out is actually really great. And they think, I do not want to go back to that place again. And it doesn't need to be like that. It really doesn't because, you know, we we are so good for business. Our brains are perfect for it. You know, we have we fail fast, we have ideas, we find solutions really easy, we're creative, we're tenacious. And actually, we don't need to be afraid, but we do need to pay attention to this part of us that actually can be our Achilles heel and understanding, you know, what I what I see and have seen again, this is like going back the 17 years is enough. Enough has always come up in coaching. It's like the women who they don't feel like they do enough, they don't feel like they have enough, and they don't feel like they are enough. And it's always what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And, you know, I, I run a program called ADHD Business Mastery and we'll talk about, you know, having more focus, success and confidence in business. It's not about strategy. It's about those three things. But one of the things that comes up again is people that are building their, that built their careers really quickly because it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And there's no pause to celebrate what they've done. So nothing ever feels enough because it's not recognized it's not noticed because it's just this constant need the hyperactivity that keeps us needing to move move forward and to stay in the moment is either uncomfortable or uninteresting and it's like I've done that now on to the next thing and, and quite often you know you speak to ADHDs and they tell you what they've done and you're like aghast like how have you managed to do all of that in one lifetime but I know how they do it because they don't stop to it's just never enough. So it's always the next thing. And I think that that drive is, again, what makes us so phenomenal in business, but is what we really need to be careful of. Because, you know, I speak to women that would be like, okay, I, you know, like working at night, I did this last night, I don't very often do it now. And I think this is the difference for me now. And what I try and work with my clients is, I have to work with my energy. And actually, there is that time when I'm in the flow and it's working and I need to pull it out of the bag. And, I, you know, I said to my husband, do you know what? I'm just going to crack on tonight. And I haven't done it for ages, but I did it last night and it worked really well. Today, um, that's it. But what can often happen is that night can go on to the next night and the next night. And that becomes a pattern. And before you know where you are, you know, the nights are getting later the mornings are getting later, the food's getting faster, the workouts are getting skipped and, you know, social life's gone out the window and you're in this place where work is just consuming you. And I think that's that's part of our, our drive that we need to learn to kind of tame and, and, and harness, but not let it take over. And that's been a real big um, change for me and something that I try and help my clients with is that actually 
you know, there has to be balance because if you if you don't do it, you can't play the game and you can't win at the game. Oh my God, Kim, I'm sat here just like hanging on to every word of yours because I know all of this, but I can see myself in this description a hundred percent. You know, what yeah. you were describing then, this drive. I mean, I had I had a podcast before this called The Ambitious Mum and you might have heard me talk about it on other episodes, but um, it was before I was diagnosed. And it for me, it was a curiosity and a deep dive into why have I got this ambition, this relentless ambition, mm-hmm. navigating motherhood and having all the trials and tribulations of like being a mum with young kids at the time, but having this yeah. nonstop restless mind that would never let me just enjoy being in the present moment. Like I couldn't just be a mum. And this this yes. ambition that just kept going, more Kate, do more, do more, you're not doing enough. And so I had this podcast yeah. and I looked back at it and it was basically me, just an undiagnosed version of me going, <laughs> tell me, give me answers, I'm desperate. And then that finally I got this diagnosis towards the end of the podcast series and I actually interviewed an amazing woman called Diane Wingert. I don't know if you know her. And she's got a podcast no. called The Driven Woman. And she, again, is a similar coach to us. She's she's sort of like in her mid-60s. Amazing, amazing woman. And she's got a podcast called The Driven Woman, purely for women like us and probably a lot of your clients and yeah. mine, who are just this, this motor that will not turn off. And we have to reprogram, relearn, the importance yeah. of creating balance and listening to our energy yeah. because we can either be very sick, poorly, you know, mentally yeah. unstable versions of ourselves, or we can harness what we've got and thrive yeah. with this constant check-in that wh- yeah. why, why do I need to keep achieving more? Why do I need to keep producing yeah. more? And why do I need to keep doing more? You're like, this is where we see all these women with PhDs and masters and five degrees yeah. and, it's yeah. still not enough. And again, I understand because we've got this curiosity, this brain that just wants to keep learning. But how do we keep a tab on that, but still feed that interest-led brain, that curiosity, so we can feel this equilibrium that I'm always seeking and always trying to help my clients find as well? Yeah, It's understanding that we're enough understanding that what we what we do is enough and actually you know part of it is understanding that it's not it's okay to stand still for a bit and just to and I think you know one of the things that I do with clients it's like we celebrate we celebrate the amazing things that you achieve because there's so many things that you know people tell me they've achieved and that they just brush off and I'm like wow hold on a minute I talk to clients I say, okay, this idea of um, never having done enough in the day. So I start with my clients and I'm like, okay, you pick three things that you're going to do that day in your business. Three things. And that don't pick the three massive things, you know, but it might be, you know, I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to, um, you know, schedule in a couple of posts and I'm going to send an email. Whatever it is, when those things are done, you are done for the day. Now, if those things are done at 10 o'clock in the morning, you can carry on doing some work. But the point is you have done what you set out to do and you've achieved that and you acknowledge that. And clients on the program said to me, that's been a real game changer because now I'm getting used to the fact of actually I've looked what I've achieved today as opposed to getting to the end of the day and staying up later and later and later because 
the deadline of the end of the day is looming and you can still do more, you still need to do more, you've still not done enough. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this shorter episode of the ADHD Women's Wellbeing podcast. I've called it the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Wisdom because I believe there's so much wisdom in the guests that I have on and their insights. So sometimes we just need that little bit of a reminder and I hope that has helped you today and look forward to seeing you back on the brand new episode on Thursday. Have a good rest of your week.